talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Um, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa, and welcome to the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. We're struggling with our byline for the podcast right now. We were thinking like real life, real conversation, no BS, and occasionally an interesting guest. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It feels a little long for the title, but that you're like, we're in the right family. You know, I'm feeling that. I, I was going to say the quick and the dirty podcast. Messy. No? <laughs> Super messy. Life gets messy. Life gets and messy. And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about That's not bad. Maybe we could ask the listeners of the quick and the dirty to uh, submit their ideas on uh, how we could kind of frame this podcast. Um, what are we, right? We just, yeah. We're two buddies who hang out and uh, complain mostly. <laughs> about our lives once a week. That's pretty much what it's become. Yeah, we have a long-distance love-hate relationship with life. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's but if you a have a suggestion, line. you can always contact us on our Instagram, at Hillary on Air, at SandraKiss1053, or at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com. Anytime. So where do you want to start today? Because I feel like we have a long list. We were on vacation last... I'm sorry, you were on vacation last week, living sorry. the dream. You know. Uh, and uh, and we have a lot to catch up on. And I actually missed talking to you last week, by the way. I have to say something was um, something was missing in my life. And I realized by like Thursday, um, I didn't it have a podcast. It took that long, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I was good till Wednesday night. And then I started to spiral. Uh, but yeah, I, I, really, uh, I really missed you last week. Well, because everyone knows talking with your friends, whether you do it in person or on Skype or on the phone, that's like your therapy. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're my therapist. I know. You're taking advice from this. I know. <laughs> I need a better therapist. hundred <laughs> percent. So, Sandra, what happened in your week? Like, let's just do a recap of our lives. Uh, okay. Well, I, I don't know where to start except to say I may have made the worst decision of my adult life last Wednesday when I decided to make my Facebook page public. And, I, you know, I've had a, lo a long, uh, hateful relationship almost with social media that I feel like I have to do it and I don't like doing it, but I do it all the time. And I, I don't know what... I feel like it's taken over my life. I can't put down my phone. But here I go and I made my Facebook page public. And now everybody and their dog has not only friended me, but I'm being my whole life is now responding to all the waving that's going on. <laughs> the like, poking what is and the this waving. With, and then, you know, I, I started to wave back because I, I thought that was the etiquette of the Facebook. And then as soon as you wave back, then I get a hi. Oh, God. Now I got to talk to you. It's like a terrible online date. It's the worst. It's the I've uh, we've acknowledged each other. Isn't that enough? I've never met you before. What do you want from me? So, oh, I, Sandra, you can't be like that. You are so funny because you want so badly to be famous and you love attention. <laughs> love but it. you're like a cat. It's only on your terms. And then watch out. Kitty's got claws. <laughs> um, I will admit that if you become my Facebook friend, it will be one sided. I need you to like all my pictures, <laughs> share all my memes and then tell me I'm funny and I'm pretty and in return you'll get nothing deal <laughs> I I'll probably won't even wave back anymore because I've learned my lesson now I'm too afraid of where the waving will go so mm -hmm. if you wait and I said this on my show the other day that you know I, I wanted people to uh, friend me on Facebook but not wave at me so didn't a hundred people start waving at me simultaneously oh, because classic. they're all jerks rookie mistakes <sighs> anyway so yeah I just want to be adored is that wrong I don't think it's wrong 
So why weren't you public before? Like, I release my Facebook. I have things that are public and then things that are just for friends. So not everybody gets added as a friend on my Facebook, but I just allow people to look at mostly everything. Uh, mostly because when I, Facebook was the first social media that I uh, used, and I was very late to the party, whereas you may, may have been on Facebook for 10 years. I've only been on it for like four or five, and I kept it very tight. I only allowed people that I knew, like I actually had a personal relationship with mm-hmm. on my Facebook account, and that just became a place where I would occasionally brag about my kids or talk about my anniversary, you know, stuff, kind of private stuff. And then over time, I'm realizing that there are no more lines anymore more with what's personal and private and I was sharing the same stuff on my public account on Instagram and Twitter that I was on Facebook and I went well what's the difference now right right and I'm pretty open about my life on on my radio show so I figured what's the difference now so I, I went public and I cleaned up the page meeting I took away uh, some private pictures of my family mm-hmm. and I'm still I'm still grappling with all the privacy stuff but I mean, whatever. I mean, I can't I can't hide anymore. And if I truly <laughs> You can't it, be this fabulous in private. I can't I can't keep this secret from the world, Hillary. <laughs> and if I truly want to be adored by the masses, I really have to put myself out there. Well, it is something that I think a lot of people struggle with, especially if you've got kids at home and you you want to share pictures with family that are abroad, but you don't necessarily want a lot of people looking at it. And there are some interesting ways you can keep a handle on your privacy. Um, like you can do targeted posts where only a, like you can make a little group of your close family and only allow certain posts to be seen by them. Uh, but it is complicated, overly complicated. Like I'm not allowed to post pictures of my boyfriend's kids online or in my Instagram. If I do, it's like the back of their heads. Yeah, but so not even the with kids your close have friends? no faces. But not even like not even to me, for example, you couldn't send that to. Oh, oh I could send it to you personally, but I couldn't post it because, you know, friends of friends can see things and it's kind of weird. OK, I just oh, don't out of safety. That's a great idea. And, you know, uh, you know, we we joked a couple of weeks ago about how I had a friendly stalker uh, and, you know, that that really opened my eyes to all the information that I was putting online that this friendly stalker ha- was really able to gather a lot of information, not just about me, but about my husband and about my kids and then was sliding into my children's DMs. And then, you know, <laughs> we were joking about it because it seemed harmless. But then my son said something really in- interesting to me. He said, the person you see on that, the face you see on that Instagram account may not be the actual person. Mom, don't be so naive. You don't know who that person is you think you know based on the way they behave online but you just don't know so why are you putting up with somebody constantly uh, stalking you and I thought that's true you know in my mind this person was a kid your son's really smart and he's mine which is shocking (laughs) he opened my eyes to the fact that I'm trusting of a profile pic that may or may not be true you know, so, yeah. kids really are smart. The girls came home from a day camp the other day and they were talking about gender stereotypes and safety online and all this stuff. And they had lots of really great questions. It blows my mind how much they know now. Yeah. Isn't that like that is a uh, it's heartwarming, too, because, uh, you know, they know how to arm themselves somewhat anyway in this uh, topsy turvy world that we live in. It, it's absolutely crazy. On that note, I want to talk about the new reason I hate children. <laughs> just one. <laughs> so I will admit, I have always wanted to have kids of my own, 
But the situation has never been correct for me. I'm very involved in my job, and I just never felt like I could be a single parent. And pretty much everyone I've dated up until this point, I would have more than likely been a single parent, even if they were in my life. <laughs> They're not daddy material. I get no. it. Uh, so I finally meet a guy. He's got two kids, and now I have kids in my life, and I love them, but I also hate them. Because they can eat anything and everything, and they do, and they still look adorable. (laughs) I know. Don't you hate them? It's really unfair. Like, I was never that kid. Growing up, I was always the chubby kid. And these girls can pack away the food. Like, they're going through a growing stage. There's no doubt. But they just, they stayed at my house last week. We were all on vacation and swam in the pool. And it was nonstop eating. I had to go back to the grocery store three times to get more snacks and i don't even know like i have not recovered financially from last week (laughs) they're bottomless pit kids and when they're going through a growing phase by the way i've been going through a growing phase for about 40 years now i'd like to stop growing i'm fine now thank you i'm growing horizontally it's not Not quite the same i keep waiting to stretch out and gain another inch but it's not i know There's a great line from uh, from Cheers. Uh, how's it going, Norm? Remember when Norm would walk into the bar and everyone would say Norm? And uh, they'd say, hey, Norm, how's it going? Or, uh, you know, what's going on? And he said, oh, shit. Now I, I blew the joke. <laughs> and so, you swore. Thank take, you. Take that part out. <laughs> That's the worst when you want to tell a joke and you can't remember the joke. I'm so not taking it out, by the way. All right. We'll take the shit out. Oh, I did it again. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Oh, I, uh, speaking of chubby jokes, because I, I had a killer one last week. We were cleaning up the backyard and, and doing some uh, mowing the lawn. And I refuse to sweep after mowing the lawn because nature can blow its own wind. Yeah. And so. Agreed. <laughs> and so my boyfriend accuses me of half-assing it. And I said, honey, with this behind, I can half-ass it and still be full ass. <laughs> and then did you drop the mic and just leave? Because that's yeah, the only way to do that. Left the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, no. Just left it running. Oh, <laughs> I'm done here. Enjoy the veal. <laughs> can we just say that I am, I'm a feminist, but I believe in blue and pink jobs at home? Uh, be specific. So there are jobs that I think he should do and jobs that I am more than happy to do. Please and I just call me, them blue and pink jobs. So don't tell me that one of them is to be in the kitchen all day long. No, no, no. Like, I never want to do yard work. <laughs> it's more about stuff I don't want to do yeah. and less about stuff that I want to do. I don't know if that's a blue and pink thing. It's just you being lazy. <laughs> right? Isn't it really about you just being lazy? Right. Because he's the one who does all the parenting because they're his children. Right. It's no. easier to cook a meal than it is to mow the lawn. So, 100%. You know, I just feel like maybe you're just utilizing your energy smarter. Right. And like he sweats a lot. So there. he can go outside and do it. That's it's right. just I tried to mow the lawn and I bruised the palms of my hands. <laughs> Mowing the lawn. Well, it's not your thing, honey. <laughs> Sweetheart. These hands, they're so, they're so delicate. Yeah, they're very delicate and they're smooth and they're lovely. And they should be cooking dinner for your man every night. Yeah. 
<laughs> they should be popping bonbons into my mouth to keep my ass full. Right. So you watch, and you, so you can watch your soap operas. Right. <laughs> no stereotypes here, none whatsoever. No. no. I'd rather clean the house than do yard work. I, I'm with you on that one. Then that's how it is in my marriage too. Like we have definite laid out jobs that we do. Uh, Tim really is responsible for the outside. I do the weed whacking. He does the mowing. For but example. doesn't he work at a golf course? So that's like his mecca. It has to be pristine. It is. But then just imagine if you did that all day long, would you want to come home and do your yard? <laughs> it's and, and it's like, you know, crazy heat waves happening right now in eastern Ontario. So it's not been pleasant for the man. It's not but, pleasant here either. But, yeah. uh, but think about it this way. When you come home, do you shut up? Uh, yeah, no, I don't actually. <laughs> I want to say yes, Hillary, but you and I know that I, that's not even a thing. That's not even th- that's a very, very good point. Like it, it's just no. <laughs> oh, 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 Hillary! I'm a feminist, but I believe in blue and pink jobs. <laughs> Are you a feminist? I didn't say I was perfect. <laughs> I think right. as a feminist, I should have the right to do or not do yard work if I want. Well, that's what you know. <laughs> I don't know what the the definition of feminism is. I'm starting to think that. I believe that it changes for everybody, but for the most part, isn't feminism as a woman the right to make your own choices and decide what kind of woman you want to be in the world? Isn't that ultimately That's, what it is? Yeah, that, to have the same opportunities, but it doesn't mean you have to choose to take them. That's right. Like, That's you don't right. have to be a working mom. You're more than welcome to be. Absolutely. So if I choose to do more pink-oriented jobs, <laughs> that's also my choice as a proud feminist, etc. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? I think so. Then you're good. You're fine. You're fine. I'm gonna. You, you still have the feminist stamp. Excellent. Perfect. Yes. Okay. I'm not a feminist because I'm a terrible role model. So I would say I, no, no to me being a feminist. Oh, uh, isn't this weather insane though? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Hillary. It is insane. My face melted off on Canada Day. It was so bad. I mean, it melted off. It, it was so like you know how much makeup I wear. I wear a ton of it. Well, and you're like the poster child for some sort of company. For like Sephora. That's right. If <laughs> Sephora would have a poster child, it would be be me. But I, my face was so sweaty. And, I, of course, I put on full makeup and I was outside for five hours. And, like, I felt like one gust of wind and it would have blown right off my face. That's how bad it was on Canada Day. Yeah, okay. This summer has been one of those summers where even people with, like, convertibles... You'd have the top up and be running the air conditioning. Okay. that You know what? That brings me to a very important topic that I wanted to talk about. Jeep people. You reminded me. Um, I'm driving on the highway the other day, and I look over, and some dude is driving one of those old Jeeps with no doors. You know, oh, yeah, the top yeah, yeah. is open. It's like, you know, it's like a convertible, obviously, but it's better because you can, I can actually see your footwear when you're driving a Jeep, <laughs> which I find to be very odd. Don't you think that I know what kind of shoes you're wearing and you're driving a car? Yeah, it is a little weird. To be fair, uh, okay, so I know a bit about cars. Those Jeeps, they're the Wranglers. You can take the doors and the tops off most of right. them. That's right. That's exactly what I was looking at. And I just thought to myself, he had a smile on his face. And I thought to myself, you're actually living a better life than me, and you know it. You are happy, and, and look at you how satisfied you look in your cool little Jeep. Are people who drive Jeeps better than everybody else? Because I think they think they are, and they might be. Oh, you don't even know. So we used to have a Jeep. There's a special Jeep wave. What? When you pass another Jeep owner, yeah. when it's like the, those Wranglers, there's a special wave. Everybody, Get they like tip their here. hats. 
to each other. No, just like the bikers have? Oh, yeah. They Well, they like they do like the little boop, little boop. wave. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. This is not surprising me in the least. So Jeep people are a special breed is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, because do- they, they, they do think they're cooler. They're yeah. like those dudes in high school that never want to grow up. But Jeeps are awesome. Okay. The thing about Jeeps that I love, besides the fact that everyone can see into my car and see my footwear, and I'd be like, hey, I'm so good. I don't need a door on my car. <laughs> um, I like that if I wanted to take up surfing, I have like the perfect vehicle to make it happen. Right. Because don't you need a surfboard on a Jeep? You you do, or skis, or a bicycle. Oh, absolutely. I will say your plan is foiled because anyone who's ever been or owned a convertible, there's a, a point you might be too tall where the wind actually cycles back into the car and pushes your hair into your face. Mm. Oh, I so don't like where this is going. You you do look cooler than everyone else until you get out, and then your hair is a disaster. <laughs> mm. Oh, uh, I would be worried. <laughs> That if I drove a Jeep, people would think I was having a midlife crisis. You know what I mean? Oh, like, they're, you they're don't Sandra. need to drive a Jeep for people to think you're having a midlife crisis, Sandra. <laughs> I just don't You've want got to... this podcast. That's right. Maybe we should call this podcast our midlife crisis. <laughs> think about it for a second, okay? Take it under advisement. But you know when you see you, you see some people who drive certain cars and you're like, buddy, you're trying too hard. I don't want anyone to ever look at me and think I'm trying too hard. I want I, I want the perception of, God, look how easy breezy her life is. That's what I want. You, you know? know what? No, I, I think the right Jeep, like you're not talking tricked out with raised wheels and like crazy stickers or anything. You just want like a cute Jeep that you can occasionally take. I think maybe it's a take the roof off, leave the doors. Uh, yeah, I'll leave the doors on. Yeah, you don't need to see my feet. I'm good with that. So leave the doors on, take the roof off. Yes, absolutely. And just be like, hi, guys. I was so cool in, in my 20s that I thought I'd just stick with this. No? Right. But yeah. there's like, I think certain convertible cars, if they're too showy, can give the impression of being like a midlife crisis. Right. So you, Usually they're the ones that are like cheaper. Like you don't actually have the money for a real convertible. Okay. So don't put a lot of money into it. Uh, so uh, just quietly cool. Yeah. Like low key cool. Low key cool. Okay. Low key cool. So I'm going to go to my deal. I'm actually looking for a new car this year. So I'll just go in and say, I'm looking for a low key cool Jeep and see what they come up with. <laughs> I think a car with like a panoramic sunroof too. It gives you the feel of a convertible without the convertible showiness. Okay. I like it. I'll, and I don't want my hair to be whipped around because I have really good hair. I can't, I can't afford to have a ha- bad hair day anymore. <laughs> I'm having a bad body life right now, so I have to hold, I need my hair to really hold up. <laughs> Can you imagine the glove compartment has like 18 uh, bottles of hairspray in it? <laughs> if you buy a Jeep, though, you have to join all like the Jeep social media accounts. Do, oh, God. Now it feels like it's a lot of work, Hillary. Maybe I'll just get a, a Civic. It's fine. Oh, speaking of social media, the wrong kinds of people have been following me on Instagram because of a concert that I went to. What was uh, the hashtag that drew them in? Uh, It was pretty terrible. So on vacation last week, we went to a couple of concerts. One of those was in Detroit. It's a band called The War on Drugs. And (laughs) uh, so I hashtagged instead of, I couldn't find their actual account. So I hashtagged The War on Drugs. Not drawing in the right kind of people. They are not my people and they are not yours, Sandra. Are they the opioid crisis people? No, uh, let me find the accounts right here. How about, um, uh, let me get, I've got it. 
we have sober living. <laughs> oh, oh, those kinds of people. Girl, yeah. that, those are the wrong kind of people. <laughs> They're not oh my people. God. Oh, no. They, they, those people don't sound like they have a sense of humor at all. Yeah. And forward recovery. Oh. And mm. epiphany sober living. Also a big fan of <laughs> Hillary Welch's. Isn't it At Hillary of, on air if you want to follow me, by the way. <laughs> Isn't a big part of your Instagram feed showing off the cocktails that you drink, Hillary? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think they did the research. Like, they didn't slide into my story or anything, because uh, every third picture is a bottle of beer or a glass of wine. <laughs> Do they like your pictures? Uh, they liked the ones from that concert. Right. But, but, then, uh, but... yeah. <laughs> See, the War on Drugs, it's a band name. Everybody was doing drugs at that show. I get it. It's the irony of it all, right? <laughs> I was not. I don't. I don't do drugs, but I. I do love the booze. Oh, Hillary, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the Facebook and the Instagram people. Don't worry. Eventually, they'll go away once they see who you are. Yeah, and I, do you ever find you get weird requests from people? I have like random requests requests from really good-looking guys, and I can only imagine that uh, they don't either don't know who I am. Or they're bots because they can't actually want to talk to me. Like they're in your DMs and they're trying to talk yeah, to like, you? Hi. <laughs> your favorite, your favorite word, your yeah. favorite hello. After they wave at you, hi. Yeah, thanks. Uh, did you Have you said hello back? No, I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? Well, that they're bots and they're going to like, maybe they're like Russian spies. <laughs> First of all, it, it takes more. They're already in your phone, the Russian spies. Don't get yourself. <laughs> this is not the way they're going to get in. If they want it in, they'd be in. Don't worry about that. Uh, you're just wondering if it's uh, just a creep. Also, yeah. that could be it, too. That's probably what it is. I but mean, he's just... really quite handsome. <laughs> His name is John. That's all I know. <laughs> but you're intrigued. <laughs> I get weird about that, too. I had a guy who was constantly on my Instagram about a year ago. Everything, everything I did, like everything would say, Sandra's hot. She's so hot. She, I'm like, come on. Come on. Like I, I, to the point that I thought it was a joke. And so then you post something and they don't say that. And you're like, What's, he didn't like that photo. <laughs> Why don't you think I'm pretty? <laughs> you had one job, Dave. <laughs> to tell me I'm pretty and funny. Uh, but I blocked him, too, because I didn't. Trust. I didn't trust that one. I thought that there was something awry. Something was going to go awry with him very, very quickly. But yeah. Huh. Um, so what are you going to do? I don't know. I think I'm just going to let it sit. He okay. can be my backup Insta boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a backup Insta boyfriend. I mean, uh, mine refuses to be on social media. So I kind of do need someone just for, for that. Just to every once in a while admire you? Right. Who doesn't want to be admired? Seriously. I know. <laughs> are you careful about what kind of photos you post of yourself online? Like, are you, someone accused me last week of being very particular and very sensitive about what photos I allow posted of myself. Of course I'm particular. Absolutely. Why is that? Is it because you're vain or? <laughs> uh, it's, Yeah. It's absolutely because I'm vain, because I know that every time I put something on social media, it will live there. I don't, you know, you know, have you ever Google searched yourself? Don't yeah, ever do terrifying. that. That's a nightmare. <laughs> then all these pictures that you took five years ago that were completely innocuous show up and you're like, God, that's a terrible picture. But that will be one of the first 10 pictures someone sees. So because of that, and because I'm vain, I am very particular what I put online. I try not to put too many body shots because I'm always like, oh, I'm not really comfortable at this size at the moment. 
So I don't want that particular size of me to live on in infamy <laughs> or for eternity where if I, you know, if I was at a happier size, then maybe I would be more comfortable with it. But yeah, no, I'm very careful only because of the, the fact that everything's in ink on the internet. So well, uh, it's and actually yeah. not in ink. <laughs> what? It's not in ink. Hillary, <laughs> please woman. And you should be particular. This is because of what we do for a living. Uh, every time we put something on social media in any capacity to me is a, another way to, is, is just a form of public relations and we're branding ourselves. So we want to put our best foot forward. Now you look at people like Chrissy Teigen and she puts these real pictures of herself breastfeeding and, you know, looking gross in the morning, but she's Chrissy Teigen and she never looks gross because she's a supermodel and she's people, people are like, Oh, look at Chrissy Teigen. She doesn't mind put, putting pictures up of herself warts and all she, she, she even with no makeup on she's above average in every way you know what i mean so it's different when i yeah. put a picture of myself up with no makeup on uh I, it would be disastrous disastrous hillary <laughs> oh my gosh i accidentally well i didn't just accidentally i just googled myself it was terrifying thank you they're like well because in the last year i've lost 100 pounds those are not the photos that show up first. Thank you. I know. You don't want that. Everybody should Google themselves and see what kind of footprint they're leaving. It's mortifying. So <laughs> what you should do is make sure good pictures are constantly being churned out of you. This way, they and you can only hope that they will one day override the terrible <laughs> pictures of you. Maybe. Possibly. I don't even understand the algorithm. How no. some, you know? Yeah, we both got new headshots and photos done for our radio shows yeah. recently. Are you happy with yours? Like I hate them all. I'm mortified that I took 400 pictures and I'm not happy with one of them, which tells me it's not the photographer, it's me. <laughs> Doesn't that tell you that? <laughs> I can honestly say I look like the token chubby girl in a Joe Fresh ad in my photographs. <laughs> with the sweet little hat you have on? Oh, yeah. And the glasses. And the glasses. Oh, yeah. Or like a woman who's too old to try to be a hipster. <laughs> I thought you looked very cute in your pictures, actually. So that, I think you look, I actually, I love your pictures. Not all of them, because you did ask me. Some are better than others, but that's life, right? Right. Uh, but the Joe <laughs> Like that one plus size model that gets booked for everything. Well, she, at least she's working, right? Yeah, she's very Good. stylish. Good for her. Good for her. She knows how to rock her weight. I think they, I really do think they look fantastic. I'm struggling with the same kind of thing. Which picture do I want? Do I want the one where I look dramatic with my feather boa? Or do I want the one where I look young and soft? <laughs> or is, do you go like skinny over cute? Like, oh. will I take a bad face for a skinny body? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I would take, I would rather take a good face over a skinny body. Right? Yeah, because I, I just want to be pretty. Well, and you can always crop the body out. I, and I have been, like, vigorously. <laughs> and you and I are going to put up, actually, this week we'll use our new headshots. Okay. For, for Okay, so I'll send you my new headshot, but please crop my boobs out of them because they look, <laughs> they, I, I don't, are they that big, Hillary? Oh, my God. When I saw it, the shirt I'm wearing is not flattering at all. Maybe you just had, like, not a great bra on that day. 
I probably didn't. And I took those pictures after I did the morning show. So the bra had been on for at least eight, nine hours by then. So, you know, yeah. they, don't... they say they're 18 hour bras. They lie. No, not for me. <laughs> when you're when your chest is as big as mine, it's like an eight minute bra. You got eight minutes of good of good airtime and then you're out. you're out. I don't know why, but I'm imagining a cartoon face on the bra after a day of day. Hanging out with your boobs and just like an exasperated sort of emoji on the bra afterwards. Like It's like the wily coyote after it's been chasing the roadrunner all day. It's exhausted. It's a bad feeling. Yeah. Oh, oh, Hillary. Hillary, can we talk about my parents? Yeah, I'd love to because uh, nobody has family issues. I want to share this with the quick and the dirty podcast listeners. Um, and I feel bad doing it because I love my parents. They're, they're, they, they raised me into the, uh, the confident young woman that I am today. <laughs> but I want to kill myself now that I know that I'm taking two separate road trips with them in the next few weeks. Oh, um, that's a lot. Like, how long are we talking? Uh, the first road trip is going to be two hours each way. And I feel mm-hmm. I can manage that because maybe I can self-medicate. Right. That's a, now, are you driving, though? In the first road trip, no. My dad's going to be driving his car. So, I again, I can self-medicate in the back seat. Okay. Like I'll do shots or something and then hope I pass out. Uh, and then the second one is the one that's really concerning me because it's five hours each way. We're driving to Wasega Beach. Uh, my parents live in Montreal. They're going to come to Ottawa. And then we'll continue on in our, my minivan, my husband's minivan. And it's just going to be me, mom, and dad, the three of us, and I'll drive. And I had a Spotify playlist ready to go. Uh, my mother likes Led Zeppelin, and I thought she and I would be like, yeah. I, and then dad's like, I'm going to come too. He, he has a very thick Greek accent. <laughs> and then he asked, do you have a CD player? I said, yes, I do. He goes, okay, I bring my Greek music. <laughs> oh, God. Please, no, no. This is like, you should make a movie out of this and call it like my big fat Greek road trip. Road trip. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know that I'm going to do a massive amount of Instagram stories. Most of them will be hashtag kill me now. I know it's going to be a nightmare and I feel like I'll become a Nana Muscuti expert <laughs> by the end of it. Um, this is the, incredible. Why? I think you should live tweet it. <laughs> Except you'll be driving, so maybe well, not. My mother, my mother is like the liaison between. Like I spoke, I speak to my father occasionally. He's he's a meat and potatoes man. You get on the phone with him, the business gets taken care of, and then when he's done with you, he just hangs up the phone or he passes it to my mother. No goodbyes. Are they at least those delicious lemon Greek potatoes? <laughs> Actually, they are. They're quite tasty. Thank you for asking. And then my mother will get on the phone, and then she'll work the real details out with me. You know right. what I mean? Uh, and uh, I'm just, it's my parents just talking about it constantly, this road trip that's coming up. Okay, honey, I'll make sure we have lots of water. And, you know, you bring this and I'll bring this and uh, do you, the CD player and we'll listen to the Greek music. Oh, God, no. This it's, sounds like my personal hell. It would be like five hours of listening to how I've disappointed my mother. <laughs> Your mother and my mother are the same. My mother, does your mother, when she criticizes you, does she mean to criticize you or does she think it's constructive? I guess she thinks, I don't think she thinks that it's criticizing. She's like, oh, I'm just showing my concern about how much of a failure you are. Like, it's just (laughs) awful. As if you're a failure, please. But you know what it is? It's that we're younger than our mothers and they wish they were our age and they're jealous. 
So Aww. they're either jealous that you're successful or they're worried that you're not successful enough and that you somehow reflect on their parenthood. I think it's probably the la- the latter, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe a little bit of both, but mostly the latter. I think, uh, and uh, as a parent, I can always say that anytime my children's my children do well, I take credit for it, and when they de- do poorly, I think it's a reflection of me. So, okay, <laughs> I really do. You know, when they win awards, which is rare, I'll say, "Yeah," <laughs> I'll be like, "Yeah, that's right, that's right." You know where the mother is, and then when they fail, I'm thinking, "Oh, the world knows that I'm a bad parent." It's out there now. No, you should be like, <laughs> "How dare you, Tim Motter? How dare you?" Um, <laughs> that's that's absolutely right. That what were we even talking about? Oh, Road par- trips, family, yeah, my, no, terrifying. My mother, I want, yeah, I wanted to make the point about my mother too, and how even now that I've been in radio for, I've been a professional broadcaster in radio for 24 years 24 years I've been doing it yet my mother still is holding out hope that this will launch my TV career <laughs> like, all the time she's like you know you could do television I'm like mom I never wanted to do television I hate I hate television I don't like it and uh, it's awkward for me I like to be behind a microphone uh, well you know I think that you know if you really wanted to be something in life you should be on TV so it's never enough. I'm with you. You know what I mean? I don't know why that is. And TV, that's a tough haul. And it's not as glamorous as it looks. Uh, and I don't want that. Even if someone, I've been asked to do TV work before, and I'm, I, I usually turn them down and say, no, I can't. And part of it is because I'm not thrilled about my size and the way I look on TV. But the other part is that I hate that there's so many people involved in a production. I like to go decide what I'm going to say, and then I turn on my microphone, and then I say it. I don't have to collaborate with 50 people. A camera person, a sound guy, I don't have to do any of that business. Uh, Radio, to me, is more exciting and immediate. I think it's more relevant. There, I said it. (laughs) But you'll never be famous, Sandra. I'll never be famous because I'm not on television. Uh, Okay, have we finished up all of the things that we were going to... Oh, wait! Did we talk about your Royal Rumble of family gatherings? Oh, this is a good one. I really want to hear this. Okay. do you ever... Assume that a social situation is going to be awkward. You work yourself up into being all anxious about it, and then it turns out to be okay. Every time I leave my house, but go on. (laughs) So on the weekend, uh, my boyfriend has been separated from his ex for three years. And on the weekend, his youngest daughter celebrated her birthday, and we all did it together like the happy little Brady Bunch. Wow. Wow. And I can say I had only met his ex once before and it was at a funeral so very brief and I had worked myself up to think like this is going to be super awkward because her parents were there like the other grandparents all the grandparents were there all the uh, aunts and uncles and and cousins and stuff and it was an awesome experience that is unheard of <laughs> just so we're very very clear um, what was the most surprising part of this for you uh, I really like her Ah, that's awesome that you even said that. I I think that she's a great parent, and I know that my boyfriend is a great parent, and they do a great job, and she's got a, a really kind, nice boyfriend. And, yeah, like, if if they weren't exes, I'd probably be her friend. <laughs> yeah, why can't... Oh, I guess you can't. It's too it's awkward It's just, now. like, too weird. So... See, I've never had this experience where I've been with somebody who has an ex-wife or anything like that. Is there, because for me, I would wonder, I would be watching them like a hawk to wonder if there was ever any attraction left between them, because that would make me insecure. Uh, 
I, I'm, you know what? I'm not really worried about it. Good. Because it's not my business. I mean, they broke up for a reason. And I completely trust my boyfriend, which I've never been able to say before. But I am not insecure about that at all. Good. Strangers, yes. Her, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, and I didn't mean to create, you know, any feelings about that. But that for me, because I would be insecure about that. Because the ex, that's not just a passing, you know, relationship. That's a a marriage. You had children. You you have a really special bond. Oh, for sure. But I think, like, I think it would be weird if any of us felt weird about it. Well, but it's so strange. It's weird to be a grown-up and there's like no high school bullcrap. Well, and well, I kids... was surprised how welcoming her family was to me. So you've met her extended family as well? Like her parents. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So I, what I want to know about is the, the new boyfriend. How is it weird for you to meet, you know, the girlfriend to meet the boyfriend? Uh, we talked like the whole time because I think we were both like, this is kind of weird. Let's stick together. Really? That's very cool. And he seemed very interested. I don't know if he was like, I mean, we have what some people think is a cool job. I mean, you and I know the reality that we sit in a padded room and talk to ourselves. Yeah. And wake uh, up at three o'clock in the morning. It's not sexy (laughs) at all. No, it's not. But, uh, they were very interested and, and you know, he's a nice guy. Is he hot? Asking totally. for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good-looking guy. Good. Excellent. Like, younger. Okay. Oh, nice. Good. Good yeah. for her for landing a, a younger man. But, Excellent. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Uh, what about your guy? Does you, How does your guy act around the new boyfriend? They're happy. Good. They're all adult. Wow, and they a, just want the best for the kids. And I think that that's, like, incredible. What a crazy world we live in that relationships and extended and blended families are at this level now. Isn't that great? It's incredible. It is incredible. And you're incredible because you are the girlfriend that probably, you're like the dream girlfriend, if you ask me. Well, I like to think so. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what we forgot to do off the top of uh, the podcast, by the way? What did we forget? We forgot to give a shout out to the the most incredible Instagram message and emails we received from one particular uh, Q&D podcast listener. Oh, yeah. We won't mention her name. No. Because uh, we don't need to. But uh, beautiful, beautiful little note. Just uh, talking about our podcast that had to do with phobias. Yeah. Uh, here, I, know, I, I think she reached out to you privately and she reached out to me privately. But here's what she had to say in my DM. Hi, Sandra. Thank you for your last podcast. It was amazing. I don't know uh, where Dominique works. Uh, Dominique Rodier, who was our guest, but I will take a plane to go to see her. If it works, I would probably go back to work. Thank you. You and Hillary might have saved my life with this podcast. I haven't been working for about 12 years because of my fears, anxiety, and depression. Have a wonderful long weekend. Wow, huh? Yeah, Dominique did a, a great job talking about how she does some hypnotherapy and some uh, some subconscious work to help people get over their phobias. And she's had some great results with clients. So it's uh, interesting. We'll have to keep in touch with her and see how it goes. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'd be very interested to know if uh, you, the person who reached out to us, uh, are actually going to uh, reach out to her privately and. Uh, get some hypnotherapy done. And yeah, I'd like to hear what the result of that would be. But that that really meant a lot, Hillary. It means that uh, we're not sitting here wasting our time. If we could just change one person's life one at a time, it'll all have been worth it. 
Well, Sandra, you change mine every single week. Oh, honey, you change mine every single week, too. Mwah. And we're making plans, you and I, to possibly see each other in the very near future. So it's going to get crazy. Yeah, cray cray. In sexy Buffalo, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't be jealous, everybody. <laughs> Are we going shopping? Uh, no, we can't go shopping, Hillary, because it's of the whole Trump trade thing. Yeah, right. Right, it's going to be good be- being in the United States and not cross-border shopping. But no, I'm not. I'm not even drinking California wines anymore. That's how serious I am. <laughs> and I did the unthinkable the other day. I bought French's ketchup. It tastes terrible and it cost me an extra dollar. But I'm like, I'm going to eat this ketchup. I'm going to finish it. And that's, that's interesting that you're full on doing your own trade war, eh? Trying to. Uh, my understanding is, is that if we all do just a little bit, it could make a difference and put some pressure on uh, the U.S. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you, it's amazing what information you get when you look at the back of any product and how many are made in the U.S. and how we really, I think we could make a difference. Baby steps, baby. Baby steps. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Love you. Mwah. Bye. And don't forget to follow the Quick and the Dirty on social Instagram at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss1053, Twitter at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss1053, and Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at the Quick and the Dirty at gmail.com. 